started right. Are we trying starting. to start? What's the name of your podcast? The name of the podcast is 500 Greatest Films Podcast. It's super catchy and mm-hmm. long rolls and off the tongue. Dumb. And yeah, it's a great I think we picked the best marketing best, strategy yeah. possible. Yeah, and it's and it's not spelled out. It's the numbers, so that's confusing. But then on Twitter, it's 500GF Podcast. We focus grouped it, and people have been like, have you thought of something different? And, and we, we were like, like no. We're, we're committed to it at this we're, point. This is, what we ha- this is what we got. We have a nice logo, though. So We do. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we have a nice Twitter uh, banner. Did you start Stranger Things yet? No, I haven't Did you and Shosha Ronan start Stranger Things yet? No, I haven't started it yet, no. Is Shosha Ronan in it? No. You're just saying that because there's an ad. I for asked it. if you were seeing it with her. No, you you no. started saying Schwarzschild Ronan. Schwarzschild Ronan. Yeah. I haven't started Stranger Things three. Abby and I haven't started it yet. Uh, I got some other stuff on my TV plate right now. What's on your plate for TVs? Neon Genesis Evangelion. Of course. Ever heard of it? Yes. It's an anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We. I just said I've heard of it. Just trying out that thing uh, to you know every year keep testing it out. Does Hector like anime? And every year <laughs> I'm like I don't think so. But oh, we're gonna, really? we're going to keep trying. We're going to keep mm. trying until we what find do one. you like? Dragon Ball Z? Love Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Um, that's it. Elements that's it? Elements of Pokemon. Elements of Pokemon. Um, the Ag- game. Akira, the movie, is mind-blowing, but it's, yes, not, my, it is. it's not my favorite. True, but it is, but it is mind-blowing, and yeah. you like it. And you saw it for the first time. And they're time. about to do a remaster, and I will probably purchase it. Nice. Okay. Just because I think that it's, is a good one to have thrown on in the background while you just play music. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. Have you ever seen Akira? Lisa? Nope. It's good, but it is... Um, Bonkers, like bleak and depressing, but cool and kind of hopeful. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. It's a very, very good film. And I like a lot of Studio Ghibli stuff. Yeah, Ghibli, Ghibli, uh, Porco Rosso. Uh, oh Princess man, we're going to okay. hear about it. Anyway, Just kidding. We never hear about anything. Hey everybody, welcome to the Five Hundred Greatest Films podcast. My name is Hector Navarro. Sitting to the uh, sitting like a Tetris L shape away from me. Tell us about the new setup. Is my good buddy, Mr. Keller Knobloch. Say hi, Keller. Hi, Hector. The new setup is we're in a, a new house. We're in a new house. It's different. First ever Sorry guest. Sorry it sounds different. Sorry if you hear birds chirping. They'll yeah. shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's like, it's remember like that? Nature and shit. I'm sick of how Can I curse this on this? You, yeah, of course. I just yeah. did. Yeah, I yeah. just did. Uh, I it's said like, fucking birds. Yeah. It's like that scene at the end of Endgame where... Paul Rudd goes to look at a tree and there's little birds chirping. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what we have right ahead. We have yes. squirrels on exactly. umbrellas, on the <laughs> fence. Yep. Iron and, Man's grave. And we're about to get hit with a Thanos yes. missile. Mm-hmm. I like that's a nice touch that you have Iron Man's yeah. grave here. Yeah, we res- we res- in this house, we, we respect Tony Stark and mm-hmm. his sacrifice. We paid a lot to make sure that he was buried here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. I'd like to light a candle there before I leave. You, you can. can. You can we do that. We straight up stole his body. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. We when did. Pepper wasn't looking. We're grave robbers. We snatched that grave. Not mm-hmm. a lot of security. No. <laughs> I don't think they liked him. Yeah. It is surprising. Everybody in the world snatched it. Would want a piece of that dead body but mm-hmm. we got it here at I mean, this house but i mean did you did you look for his consciousness that he uploaded because you know he did that somewhere oh wait See, no actually i'm my... reading this this is bony clark <laughs> 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 well we got bony everybody uh bony iron man clark he just he still deserves a candle though he does he <laughs> they does. call me the iron man because <laughs> my name rhymes <laughs> with tony stark yeah, yeah, yeah. anyway i'm gonna die soon uh you my want my body when i die wait, wait, last recordings. Yeah. Wait, last recordings okay i'll press pause on that thank you <laughs> Thank you. Our guest today uh, is a wonderful actor, improviser, writer. You know her as one of the cast members of Callisto 6 on Geek and Sundry's Twitch, of the show of the same name currently. Uh, uh, my co-star on uh, Callisto 6 and Shield of Tomorrow as well, as well as her own long-running, incredibly successful, incredibly talented Star Trek improvised group, in Los Angeles, uh, in Southern California, I should say, because y'all have toured. Y'all have um, performed yes. in other places. Yep. OC, San Diego. That counts. I thought you were classifying, like, the Los Angeles in Southern California. <laughs> like, it counts. I should there say, probably are others. I should There's say probably a Los Angeles, Texas. Californian. I should mm-hmm. say American. I should say North American. I should say the world. No, you uh, did, yeah. Wait, okay. There That's is a country it. that has Los Angeles, like Chile or something. Oh. There's some there's some South American country that I remember being like, Oh, they have a Los Angeles. Cool. Oh, that's cool. Well we're gonna have mm-hmm. to talk to them about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who's who's was first? Probably them. Our guest today mm-hmm. is Elisa Pearl, everybody. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hello. It's me. 
Aliza, thank you so much for coming over and agreeing to watch this movie. Thanks for being our guest today. Thank you for everything that you do. First guest to the new house. First guest to the new house. My goodness, I'm so honored. And thank you for that intro. That was amazing. Can you please just like follow me around and tell people what I do? Because that was perfect. Yep, easy. Yeah. Uh, well, since, since we're on that topic, before we start, uh, for our listeners, where can people find you online? And is there anything that you can point them to? You want to point them to um, any projects and stuff that you're on right now? Absolutely. Uh, I'm at Aliza Pearl. So A-L-I-Z-A Pearl, mm-hmm. like Pearl, like the thing, the little precious stone yeah, jewel. Yeah, the precious thing that comes mm-hmm. out of a, a, of a clam. A slime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And I th- I like to think of myself as that. A slime monster. Yes. Uh, treasure. Treasure. Yes. The pr- <laughs> I came from the primordial goo Ooh. of this universe mm-hmm. and just turned into this treasure. Forged in muscle. <laughs> True. Forged in muscle. Well, not slimy in a muscle. muscle. It's not a muscle. It's an oyster. Sli- oh. Slimy oyster goo. Isn't it, isn't it their tongue? Or, or am clams. I just thinking of cartoons? It's clams. I think you're thinking, well, muscles are... Uh, tongue is a muscle. A muscle is a different kind of M-U-S-C-L-E-S. shellfish. M-U-S-C-L-E-S. Mm. No, I'm thinking of a muscle, not yeah, a muscle. Yeah, yeah. A muscle. Right, right, right. But in an oyster, M-U-S-S-E-L. I realize this was all just a ploy for you to show off your biceps. <laughs> Boom. Really? Hector takes any opportunity he, he can seat. to He's show like, us his biceps. Wait, oysters? <laughs> Muscles? Did muscle someone say lambs? oyster? <laughs> hey, I just want to tell you guys, I'm the opposite of Humphrey Bogart. Boom. Look at that. <laughs> oh, has muscle definition. Speaking of Humphrey, Humphrey Bogart, Bogart was in this movie. I'll slam Humphrey all day. He's a, he's a skinny boy. <laughs> he's a skinny boy. He's a tiny skinny I never man. noticed before dude, this slam movie. Humphrey? Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll mm. slam him all day, dude. Slam him Humphrey. Dang. You going to fight That's him? Cold. Mm-hmm. You gonna well, go to his grave and fight him? Come on He'll and shoot jam. you through a desk, dude. Hey, come on and jam and welcome to the slam of Humphrey Bogart. Guess what? He had a big head for his little frame. Like People what if what if instead head. of Bill Murray, Humphrey Bogart ran out at the end of Space Jam? <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Here's what we're gonna do. So you're gonna pass me the ball, right? And I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna dunk it. I'm gonna pass it to my guy Eddie, and he's gonna slam dunk it on the monsters, you see? <laughs> you're so good at that. You're so good at that, does Mr. Any, Humphrey Bogart. Does anybody Bogart? have a does anybody have a cigarette? <laughs> And here, Bug, let me light it for you. Bugs Bunny's like, that's my stick. Yeah, get out of here. Oh, no, the basketball went through my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> I Take hope, it out. I hope people saw the movie we're talking about today so they get all of our awesome we jokes. We just dropped no. like 10 references mm-hmm. to the movie. Yeah, but like in the movie when the <laughs> basketball goes through the shoulder. Yeah, but, and then Bugs Bunny comes out. Mm-hmm. Alisa, that's where people can follow you online. What yes. projects can they go to? Uh, you can also follow... Yes, I just got real Jersey. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that happened. Um, Do it. You can also follow at Ripley Improv. Mm-hmm. Um, um, on Insta and on uh, on Twitter. I think there's an underscore on Instagram between the two words. Ripley okay. Improv. Okay. We are an all-female improvised filmmaking collective of stage Amazing. and screen. Awesome. And we uh, are in post-production for our series of improvised films. <gasps> That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah, we're, we're, yeah. How do you edit you know? that? Well, we have some fantastic editors who Can't have wait. picture-locked three of the five that oh. we shot and we're in like color correction and and sound scoring and all that stuff right Damn. now yeah it's it's very exciting that's so cool <laughs> we're super excited to like that's amazing uh show it to people and see what they think yeah I'm we improvise from start to finish we got a suggestion um wow the actors we didn't know at all what it would be or who to be playing we just got dressed hair and makeup and wardrobe put us in outfits <gasps> and we were like okay who is this person today? Hmm, figure out who your character is. Whoa. Name your character. And then they brought us to set and we just went and we just improvised a film. Holy shit. Yeah, it was gnarly. It was so fun. And yeah. That oh sounds God. amazing. That does sound amazing. <laughs> oh my I, God. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. That's going to be great. Thank Holy you. Fuck. Well, let's get into talking about this dumb old movie. Okay, so here's the deal. <laughs> We have two dumb it's not. old <laughs> movies. It's literally not, dumb. It's not a dumb old movie. It's fine. It's, old. it's an old movie. It for sure is old. A little yes. dumb. Parts of it, kind of dumb. Yeah. <laughs> so we have two traditions on the podcast. Uh, Elisa, I was telling you about the second one, which is by the end of the episode, we're going to ask you to contribute a list of your, uh, an item of your very own that's going to go on our list oh. of the 500 greatest movies ever made. So uh-huh. we've been asking all of our previous guests, here's our previous guests, uh-huh. uh, once a week, to contribute a movie. And so now we have like our own sort of custom-made list, which to us is more interesting than 
it's the list so much magazine. better. Just and there's some great. Scroll through it for these, for these a are second. some of the movies here on the right that people have picked that they've said mm-hmm. this movie deserves to be on the list of the 500 greatest, or it's a movie they specifically they love so much mm-hmm. that then we can talk about it a little bit and and they can tell us why they would pick it. So these are some of the. I mean, it's just such an incredible variation of different types of movies. It's awesome. I see. This is very. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, this is very exciting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and like stuff that nobody would have, like none of the people, I don't know. Like I love that The Princess Bride is on here, but also right after uh, Augustine Rios picked Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 1990. Like What range we have here. I agree with that. I love that I'm seeing Jurassic Park. Mm -hmm. That is excellent. Well, the first four, like I was telling you earlier, Mm -hmm. these first four right here were Keller and I's picks. Oh, that's right. Because we did the first four episodes Mm -hmm. of this podcast by ourselves, and Mm -hmm. then we started to have our guests on. So Keller picked... Empire of the Sun and Hot Rod, mm-hmm. and I picked the Iron Giant and Jurassic Park. Like, mm-hmm. Well done, both of you. And mm-hmm. two of those arguably, for sure, belong on the yes. list and aren't on there. <laughs> and that's true. The Iron Giant and Empire of the Sun are not on the list of the five. And this came out after those movies came oh. out. Neither is Jur- or Jurassic Park is for sure. Jurassic Park. It is okay. But yeah, Hot Rod is not. Hot Rod didn't make it on the fucking list. Deserve it, but it Shut really does. Up. It really does. Shut up. <laughs> It's one of the like if ever. Saw is on this list, agreed. Then Hot Rod, mm. like as far as cultural relevance, <laughs> sure. Lonely Island shaped a that's comedic tr- generation. That's, that's actually true. I, I and then somebody I think picked Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping. I yeah. saw that. I saw that on the list. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. So yeah. so we'll ask you in a little bit. But before that, our first tradition is that Keller is going to tell us what movie we're about to talk about. A movie that we all just watched for the first time. Right? None of us had ever seen it. Never seen never it. Never seen it. And never really heard of it either. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess I guess I you had did, but you circumstantially didn't know. exactly. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of famous quotes in there mm-hmm. and moments. And mo- yeah. So mm-hmm. this is. I'll set it up. Empire Magazine from the year mm-hmm. 2008. It's a British magazine. So Keller is going to read the little blurb in the list in a stuffy British guy's voice. Keller, what movie are we talking about? <laughs> 424. <laughs> to have and have not. <laughs> and forty-four. Director Howard Hawks. Mm. Simply an impeccable pedigree. Hawks directing a Hemingway novel, the screenplay written in part by William Faulkner, and the birth of the on-screen chemistry between Bogart and Bacall. B&B. <laughs> okay, you added that That's last a bit. classic b Okay, okay, all right, stuffy British guy, get out of here. We've got a classic B&B on our hands. Okay, all right. Now, it turned into a, a beetle. Boy. <laughs> yeah, it started as a beetle, <laughs> oh, too. Oh, blimey. Um, all right, so... That's a good movie. That's, so that's the little write-up, the little blurb. I mostly agree, and I think that it's interesting that it, the movie... It talks about the production of the movie more than the movie itself, which I feel like at this point... 2019, all these years removed from this original film, is kind of the most interesting thing about this movie, that it came out in 1944, it was very relevant to World War II, it's still relevant today, certainly, but it was a Ernest Hemingway novel and a William Faulkner screenplay. Uh, directed by Howard, Howard Hawks. Hawks was so Humphrey it's, Bogart. So it's all Hollywood Bogart. royalty. But yeah. so like, mm-hmm. let's. I want to talk about this overall thoughts of the movie. Aliza, you go first. Let us know what you thought. Never having seen it, uh, how? Do, what's your take? What's your takeaway? What's your overall thoughts? Go. Okay, I had a lot of fun watching it, mostly because of Lauren Bacall, because she's a gem. She is Agreed. an American treasure. Agreed. Uh, not just because she's real pretty, but she's also very talented and great to watch Super on camera. Super charismatic. Super um, funny. So so funny. And char- yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also enjoyed um, the feel of it and the... the uh, Ooh, what's that intangible At- thing? Atmosphere, tone. The atmosphere, the atmosphere, the tone. Um, vibe. Yeah, the vibe of of uh, the interactions. Taste. It definitely had oh. that wonderful like noir patter, 1940s yeah. noir patter. Mm-hmm. Um, Super fast back and forth. Yeah, like, very smart, quippy. Even Eddie, mm-hmm. who's such a... Uh, I was worried, I said oh, during yeah. the movie. I'm worried about Eddie. Uh, <laughs> don't worry, he had a very fruitful career. He yeah. Really... yeah, I'm glad he didn't die. I really thought he was going to die. <laughs> I, we did... Eddie didn't die. Yeah. yeah I thought glad. Eddie was going to die. I'm There's a lot of foreshadowing. I'm glad, he wasn't, foreshadowing. I'm glad he didn't die and then sting somebody. Yeah. And then speaking of, yeah, speaking of the foreshadowing, I felt like this was the movie started off in a direction and then went like 
to a different direction mm. and then just kind of fizzled out. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like there was kind of ended. The, the, you yeah, know it just why? Ended. I want to talk about that. I, I have it's a, a Hemingway novel. Well, I have a theory. <laughs> certainly, yes, but I have a theory that we're just used to different film language today, and we're all used to like third acts. We're all used to like some kind of last bit of action. We're all used now, to. Here's the plan to tie yeah, everything up, right. and then it all happens, and then we know when the sort of like pinnacle of it happens, and then when the falling action starts to. You I know would what I mean? say it had that though, mm. but it just wasn't satisfying. <laughs> okay, like to I'll me, give you that. yeah, they wrapped it up. Technically, they wrapped it up when uh, Steve or Harry, whatever his name is, Humphrey Bogart's character, Bo- Bogart, uh, Bogart, when he like uh, holds the the creepy police chief and his assistant hostage and makes them sign all the passes mm-hmm. and, and shoots everyone a guy gets through away. A desk. Shoots a guy through a desk. Super cool moment. Big action moment Very for cool. 1944. He yeah. deserved it. It just felt a little too easy and it felt a little bit over- underwhelming considering mm-hmm. everything else that had happened before that. I'll give you that. It um, did feel like there was a fairly tense tone it almost seemed mm-hmm. building up to something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there wasn't and there was like, a release oh, okay. of the tension. Yeah, like, the, the big bad yeah. dude is in cuffs now and signing a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right, yeah. that works. You know why? Because Bogart's character had it in control literally the entire... It was just like, too... Yeah, he was, he was uh, kind of boring. He, he was, was a little... A real, he was a Gary Stew. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Okay. Because okay. that's the thing, like Humphrey... And it's a not Gary Humphrey's, Stew? Which is a, a male Sue? version of a Mary Stew. Is it Stew? a Mary oh, Sue? Oh, mm-hmm. I've never heard and that. And a, a Gary Stew? Is a guy version, yes. Is that a, Gary is this a real term that is people use? Is it the same use? thing? Is it like just, a one-to-one comparison? Okay. Yes. I, I was making sure it wasn't Gary Sue and Gary... It's Gary Stew. Gary Stew. Just like how people say... Garrett Stewart. People say... It wasn't Adam and Steve. It was Adam and Eve. You know, some idiots say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same thing. It's not Mary Sue. It's Gary Stew. We're going to give the male character two male names. Oh. Mary Sue, Gary Stew. And, and I didn't make sure. it up. It's a real thing that um, uh, uh, internet people have talked about when they're comparing those concepts. And when you say, hey, if you believe that there's a Mary Sue in this movie, do you think that this other character over here is a Gary Stew? Sometimes mm-hmm. people admit to it. And other times people go, no, uh, things were hard for Luke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was hard for him to get out of there. Mm-hmm. Really? Okay. They don't explain enough why Humphrey Bogart knows how to do everything. What's your take okay. on that? Harry slash That drove Steve. me nuts. Yeah. That's when yeah. I, those were, there was like a solid 30 minutes of this movie <laughs> that I was angry. I was just yeah. so mad. And you know, I was like, why are you asking him to take a bullet out of someone? He's not a doctor. He's a fisherman. Like he's not. Oh, uh, well, if you need he, well, you know what? The fact that he's a fisherman makes more sense. But guess mm-hmm. what? There was a dude, um, Horatio, I think his name was, mm-hmm. who was on his boat, who mm-hmm. was there to like uh, tie the fishing bait and stuff. He would have had more surgical skill to take out a Agreed. bullet out of the, the revolutionary dude. And I remember Keller said, well, maybe Bogart's character was in like World War One." But it, it, they don't ever like, explain it. it right. right. It's like we don't know that, anything about unless they did likely because this movie does a little bit like just allude to things and like sure. kind of leaves mm-hmm. things sure. blank it, for you to just. That's true. Know. It doesn't hit you over the head with it. But I felt like and since it's 1944, maybe there's a lot of unspoken stuff. It's like possibly, well, obviously. Mm-hmm. possibly. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure movie audiences went to go see this movie in 44 and they went, OK, I know exactly who this what this guy's mm-hmm. background is because. Because I'm living yes. now, and, and they I, can you know, fill it in easily. Sure, yeah, but, you're right. They're living that. But at the same time, I think that it is indicative of a trend of movies then, still to this day, a trend uh, of male characters just being super competent, super competent in every sort of facet of whatever the story requires of them. And Keller was saying his his real flaw was that he's just reluctant at the beginning of the story. He doesn't want to get involved in the conflict. Again, he doesn't want to get it involved. seems like he used to be involved Possibly. in it also. Yeah, he is, like went to Martinique. Because he's to like, just I don't do that anymore. Not do, exactly. Yeah. Which is kind of cowboy, which is, you know, it's it's a classic American yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. But in the movie, it, it becomes a little bit, when you're watching it today, comical that how how good at and how sort of in control he is of every situation because especially because he's not ethan hunt from mission impossible he's mm-hmm. not james bond he's humphrey bogart who looks like who's a, a fisherman who's a, like a fisherman in this movie exactly Didn't you say he he looks like if you wore a fitted shirt he would look like a teenage boy with a 40 year old face boom slam dunk <laughs> a straight up bobblehead dunk on bogart's face he would look like a bo- so yeah this is another one. he has he has negative one percent body mass index muscle. He has zero yeah. muscle on Dude, your his body. And he has a Humphrey negative right butt. Now. He has Boom. A, <laughs> yeah. no, no ass we were, at all. We were I'll tell you right now, he him. has much less now. <laughs> Why? <laughs> much less body dead. mass index. Oh, oh. <laughs> That's the biggest burn. Dunk. You dead, bro. Slam dunk. Hum- hey, Humphrey How Bogart. How much your bones weigh, bitch? <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. Bogart. Dang. 
Uh, we were objectifying him and waiting for him to... Um, I'd like to apologize to the Bogart estate. To the Bogart I'm, I'm estate. sorry. Oh, goodness. Nope. Yeah. Bogart estate. Uh, I don't care. They can come at me. Uh, come at me, Bogart. We're keeping I'm him relevant. Kidding. It's I'm okay. I'm kidding. We are. He was Hollywood royalty. He's a very talented actor, but yes, we were objectifying him at one point in the uh-huh. movie and waiting for him to turn around because we were making the joke. He had no muscles on his body, on it's his like upper eight. body. <laughs> his frame is very small and slender and slight. He looked like a coat hanger, yeah. like wearing a poofy shirt. And at, one, and at one point we were like, well, maybe he's got a big butt. So we're waiting for him to turn around, <laughs> turn around. Finally, he turns around. No ass. No ass at all. No it was ass. like oh! a scoop <laughs> no where the ass should have been. Tough. Humphrey. But Tough. question. He got no ass. <laughs> question. Yeah. Was he like that for this? Mm, no. Every movie he's this been role. in. He's, he's, he's always that yeah. shrimpy? Wow. I got to get rid of my ass. Listen, here's why I think it's okay to make fun of. Humphrey Bogart being shrimpy because I do want to pay him the most sincere, genuine compliment right now, which is this. He is like, you haven't seen Austin Powers yet, Keller, but the joke in Austin Powers, have you seen the Austin Powers films, Aliza? Oh, yeah. The mm-hmm. joke is that Mike Myers is playing a super sexy British spy who has bad teeth and he's ugly. Mm-hmm. And the joke being in the 60s, being a British spy, you could have bad teeth and people didn't care. You could look the way mm-hmm. he did. But what is it about Austin Powers? He still has all this charisma. He still has a presence. That sort of spy. That's a lot of confidence. what this movie is like. Yeah. Humphrey Bogart's like talking you to sleep. Yes, his okay. voice is butter. I was yeah. almost mm-hmm. dozing off a couple yeah. times. Yeah, so you could listen Same. to the man read the phone book. Amazing. Yeah, it feels like, and I said this before. It feels like the point of this movie was to just string along a bunch of scenes for Humphrey Bogart to be a badass and like, yeah. you know, yeah. this enigmatic, like but it, at the same time, Lauren Bacall was kind of a badass too. Oh, Here's the thing. Her role, I feel like on paper, you would look at that role and be like, hmm, it's okay. Especially the way it ends. Mm-hmm. It's like, again, yeah. mm-hmm. very anticlimactic. I expected mm-hmm. much more from that character or I something. I so much more from like, every character yeah, at yeah. the end of the movie. But mm-hmm. Lauren Bacall is so, so charming and so charismatic and talented. And not that taking she brought shit. everything to that role. Yes. Just like, yes. and I, I guess I can't say that the script didn't bring, give her something to work with because there was a lot of great patter between them. Again, mm-hmm. like that you know 40s how to whistle, Steve? You just, just put your lips together and blow. blow. And we're like, oh, Dang. that's what that, oh, and this her, is the movie that, that's from. At the end of the movie where she like does a little shoulder shimmy oh as she's God. walking. She stole my heart when she yeah. did that little yeah. shimmy. Amazing. I was done. I was you like, know, that's it. They started dating and then were married after this movie came out. Really? What? Are Aww. you surprised? Are Wait, you surprised? It, they have a big age difference in this movie. Is that oh, yeah. in real life, that too? That is a classic yeah. B&B. Yeah, it's classic yeah. B&B. Bogart McCall. <laughs> Bogart but, McCall. But uh, to, again, to pay the compliment to Humphrey Bogart, I think he is like like traditionally unattractive, but incredibly sexy. I think like he's a Javier so Bardem. Presence. He is oh, or yeah. like a, yeah. or like Javier yeah, Bardem. That's a good comparison. Or like a like a me. Javier, <laughs> yes, like a Keller Knobloch. <laughs> not uh, not like uh, Javier Bardem is not handsome in the face, but he's sexy as f because yeah. he just yeah. has the mm-hmm. the the presence. The he presence. kind of looks like Humphrey Bogart too. Because yeah. we were even saying Humphrey Bogart even seems short, mm-hmm. but I I like it's he like, doesn't seem people, short. People don't remember that about Bogart or no. his films. He has such a presence in these movies. He looms over these characters he just like even tom cruise everyone knows that guy's fucking short sure mm-hmm. and everybody's like look at that little shorty even running the, even the movies try you know? yeah. but he does it too he has i mean yeah. listen he has his issues but mm-hmm. he's a very charismatic actor tom yes cruise? But yeah absolutely. very electric on camera i'm just saying absolutely. that's how much better humphrey bogart is though yeah just yeah. like we don't even care that we don't that even short. notice nobody yeah. even talks about he's short <laughs> i know and also it's the coolest thing in the world to smoke cigarettes apparently because oh they do God. it every four seconds in his movie i want to see how cool. many times in this script someone <laughs> says a light or cigarettes mm-hmm. because it is a reference lot. either mm-hmm. references it or touches oh, it also like, we're all smoking cigarettes yeah. right now. What if what if we watch this again <laughs> with our cigarettes? <laughs> Amateurs. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We should watch this again with our cigarettes, but then also like do something very modern mm. every time they have a cigarette reference. What? You know like to codify. Oh, oh yeah, have vape. something new. Yeah, we should vape. Like vape every yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every it's time. an electric hookup mm-hmm. machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or like go on our phones every time they say it. Mm-hmm. Just to like check tweet. Twitter and then we come can back. Just start like a tweet, tweet thread. Like, they did it again. <laughs> they did it again. Cigarette. There it is right there. So your overall thoughts again to sum up. Mm-hmm. You enjoyed it. it I had there- a 
fun time watching okay. it. Maybe because I was watching it with you guys. Part of it. Yeah, it was very fun. And I'm glad that we were allowed to like talk and make fun of it, talk oh, yeah. back to it as we watched. Oh, yeah. Because from fun. 1944, we're not going to make people sit in silence. I know. Mm-hmm. Especially when we just like, hey, can you come over on yeah. Sunday tomorrow? <laughs> can you imagine if we were like, hey, can you please be quiet? Can you be quiet? <laughs> can you can you pay attention? Can yeah. you, are you taking yeah. notes? That'd be the worst. Where's Humphrey's your notebook? talking. That'd be the worst. No, we were like, show us that ass. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> yes, we were. We were so here for <laughs> seeing the Humphrey ass, which didn't exist. Um, but we all got very silent during the scene. I think the one big scene with Bacall and Bogart. We mm-hmm. we all got. I noticed that. I was like, oh, because mm-hmm. we were in it. Because again, it was that banter, is that chemistry, and chemistry that heat. Towards, Ooh, towards it was good. good towards the yeah. beginning of the film. Yeah. Towards uh, the it was like yeah, middle. it was like twenty ish minutes. Yeah, in. and there's yeah. a lot of the 1940s manhandling stuff. There yeah, is. there was yeah, there always were... grabbing her on the arm, like above yeah. her elbow. And sort he of grabbed a thing. the back of her neck at one point. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Yeah. maybe I'll learn how to whistle by then. Bye. So long. Yeah. Just to like say some more dumb thing, he like grabs her arm. Yeah. Or they kiss. Mm-hmm. I think I think maybe the reason Lauren Bacall like electrified the nation the way she did in her time was that she plays these characters who yes they're they're women who are being objectified and manhandled and just put down constantly mm-hmm. but she has so much gusto in the face of it mm-hmm. that it's just it doesn't even phase her because she's always smirking in the yeah, face of it yeah, yeah she's and smirking she's like, she's like giving a little line back she's I also, fully she's yeah, fully yeah. like giving it back to them just by like. And even like in the even in the in movie, the like with looks. the slap thing, when she gets slapped by the police chief assistant mm-hmm. dude, yeah. and she just stands there. And it's like, it's weird because it, on one hand, I could see that happening in another movie and be like, that's so not realistic. The person yeah. would feel it would, or, they or they're so ad- hardened. They even address it But she's it not later. hardened. Yeah, she's not hardened. She's just like, I'm a oh. woman in the world traveling around the Caribbean. Yeah. I could take it. Whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. She's, she is holding back when she's about to like offer some criticism to Humphrey Bogart's character. And she's like, oh, what's the use? Like this kind of, and it feels defiant the whole time. It really mm-hmm. does. I also mm-hmm. think that Lauren Bacall, and I don't know how many other movies of hers I've seen. I've maybe seen something else, but we were, I remember we checked, we double checked. We're like, it's it's not Lauren Bacall in Casablanca. It's no, Ingrid Bergman. Good, Ingrid Bergman. Yeah. Um, but Lauren Bacall has this, um, almost like a masculine energy because hmm. I think that she has a, uh, even though she's very, she's thin, she has like a tall sort of presence. Her shoulders are very her voice, wide. Her voice. I like her because I like, Amazing. when I was like in my early twenties and mm-hmm. late teens and like her character in that movie was 22. When I was okay. 22, I had a very like, uh, uncharacteristically deep voice Great. for a young woman. Great. And so sure. people would see me and think I was younger than I am. And then I would speak mm-hmm. and they would think I was older than I was. Yeah. So I really relate to like women who, and on film who yes. have that. And I was like, yes, this it, is, that's how I felt like. Especially she, because you know. I'm just like broad strokes comparing the Lauren Bacall character in this and her, and her presence to like other icons of, of cinema, other like women of cinema. And I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of them, especially from this era and even after, if we go to the fifties with Marilyn Monroe, if we go to the fifties with Audrey Hepburn, they're very girly, quote unquote, mm-hmm. very feminine, you know, like higher voices. And, and Lauren Bacall has this, like my girl, his girl Friday attitude. That's very, not that. So mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. another reason why people have, have, um, you know, have loved her for decades. And it's like a, just a great memorable sort of presence yeah. that you go back and you watch an old movie. And even to me, that's refreshing. And I feel like it's very typical of film noir is to have a female character like that. Mm-hmm. That's like, doesn't take any guff and has, a, you know, maybe a bit more she of a, did a voice the in House Moving Castle. Lauren Bacall did in what Howl, castle? Yeah, Howl's House Moving Castle. Oh, wow. is she, she's not still alive, right? When did she pass I don't away? I think so. I'm not sure. I want to say okay. 2007. Why did I say that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That'd be I, crazy. I could be completely wrong. Let me actually check right now. But yeah, um, I'm probably okay. completely is, wrong. So you, you talked your, 2014. Wow. That's when she passed away? Yeah. Wow. She was 89. Oh, okay. Wow. Wow. Five yeah. years ago. That's wow, nuts. that was not that long ago. Not that long ago. Um, mm. Is there anything bad about this movie that you wanted to yes. put in your? <laughs> we haven't talked well, about the big, the biggest bad thing. The is song. The okay, yes, <laughs> that is part of it. That dang song, jeez. Okay, so this takes place in Martinique, mm-hmm. which is a black country in mm-hmm. the Caribbean mm-hmm. that at the time was being occupied, not occupied, but uh, was colonized, colonized by, by France. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we have this. The very first opening scene is all these beautiful black people in that time in the forties wearing their like cute outfits and mm-hmm. jackets, and you see it feels mm-hmm. good. You're coming into that. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Some beautiful blackness. Mm-hmm. And then we just 
see and hear white people from then on, basically. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah absolutely. <laughs> so, and, you know, there are some some black characters here and there who mm-hmm. are just assistants to the story and assistants to the bartenders, character. Bartenders. Literally uh, assistants, like yeah. Like a first or second mate to Humphrey Bogart's mm-hmm. like three lines the beginning. Tops. Three yeah, lines tops. That's it. The little uh, kid who gets a chicken out of the road. Oh, you mean there? black oh, yeah. child? Black child. Black he child, was credited. Yeah. And he walked inside to <laughs> yeah. a black woman. To black, black woman. woman. When, yes. you, when you pause movies on Amazon Prime, which this is streaming on Not Amazon. Not even mother and mm-hmm. child. Like, it, it, no. it, yeah. it, it gives you the actor in that scene and the character that they play, which is kind of awesome. If you're if you, if people are watching, like, who is that? They, you can pause a scene on an Amazon Prime movie. But we also got a mm-hmm. 1944 yeah. call sheet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing. Now, 2019, we know better than to have a movie in Martinique mm-hmm. that's a black country and have the like have some of the only few black characters be credited as black child and black woman. Course, we know yes, better, of course. Of so course, we're yes. you know knowing that we have that lens now, we sure. have that knowledge. I'm not like saying they would have known not to do that back right, then, but right. I am a woman in 2019, a black woman in 2019 watching it. So of course mm-hmm. I noticed that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're speaking to like just just who the story decides to be about, yeah, and, and it, where the setting is, and then so yeah, it's like the story itself is. It's a it's colonizing mm-hmm. the setting, mm-hmm. and then and then there's so many layers of colonization here because because <gasps> <laughs> we're talking about France, down. yeah, yep. like France. They're in this country mm-hmm. uh, in the Caribbean. And then a lot of what is, I'm still trying to we were sorting out like the politics of this time with yes. Vichy France and yes. like the puppet government that was really run by the Germans and the, the Nazis at that time. And mm-hmm. then there's the loyalists to Gaul and the resistance and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So with that shaky politics figured out, sort of, mm-hmm. we know that ugh, France, ugh, France, Nazis, mm-hmm. ugh, the ugh. worst mm-hmm. French people and Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. On this beautiful island that we barely see the the local people of but um yes barely but yeah there's so many layers of just like it's on martinique but it's not a story about martinique or the people there right. and then it's it's about the french people but it's not entirely a story about the french people there either it's about humphrey bogart this american right. who's there it's, and it's, which one of you said i thought that was very apt and maybe that's the thing that this movie is yeah does he represent america i think it was me it, it's to me it is a an american which in this story translates to mostly male mostly white you know, straight. It's an American perspective of all of this stuff. Yeah. And, and I feel like I, I said at one point, maybe Humphrey Bogart's super competence, the fact that he is just a fisherman and he's kind of semi-retired. And he's not yet. on a side per se. Correct. But he is uh, super competent and everything. And even the French, one of like the French resistance guys who gets shot. And then after Humphrey Bogart takes a bullet out of him, he comes back to oh, see also him. Also, Humphrey Bogart can remove bullets. <laughs> of course, of course, of course. Yeah, he's a fisherman. He's yeah. a fisherman. He's good at everything. But you know, sometimes, yeah. <laughs> sometimes when you're out on your boat and you're like, holy fuck, did Look you at- see that Marlin? Whoa. Shh. Yeah, it's true. you gotta shoot yeah. that marlin, and then once you get the marlin, you gotta take the bullet out. Exactly, you can't, yeah, eat, exactly. It. You can't eat it when the can't bullet's in there. It's gonna mm-hmm. ruin the fish. But it's it, gonna add too much iron. Exactly. Too much iron. It's too much. Yeah, and the fish you already has a lot of iron. Yeah, a lot yeah. of mercury in there. You a lot of mercury. Add that. So lid. this little French resistance guy was telling Humphrey Bogart's character. He said, "I wish I had your." attitude and everything that I do because no matter what the situation is you're always so confident you're always so secure in yourself is kind of what he was saying and he was like meanwhile I'm always thinking what if I fail what if I do this what if I do that now this movie came out in 1944 and it took place in 1940 so it's only four years removed, but we looked it up, and Pearl Harbor was 1941, mm-hmm. December 7th, December so end my 41, birthday, which is really? why my name is Eliza Pearl. What trivia? Yeah, Pearl's my middle name. You just learned a lot about me, everyone. I so much in that's, like two seconds. That's a wow. wonderful naming it story. Like, that's my dad. Wow. My, my dad and and my mom too. That's, but I think it was my dad's that's idea. Awesome. So when that's that awesome. happens, up to that point, the United States was not in the war. So you like mm-hmm. love Michael Bay's Pearl Harbor? Yeah, <laughs> it's my favorite movie because it's about my birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel well, like I know it's going to be thrown on the list at the end of this episode. Yeah. No, Josh all Hartnett. top five movies of mine yeah, yeah. are Michael Josh, Bay's Pearl Harbor. Josh Hartnett, yeah. Kate Beckinsale, Ben Affleck, <laughs> Cuba Gooding Jr. for like a scene. It's a bad movie. For like Man, a scene. It's I don't, a I honestly, winning I team. How could it lose? No. It's um, it's not good. Um, it's very very bad. But 
yeah, so the United States famously had this, and my tie to this point in history is always comic books, and I mm-hmm. know that mm-hmm. Captain America was created as a fictional comic book character in 1941, and they put him in the war because he was being drawn mostly by Jewish guys in New York. It was, you know, uh, Jack Kirby and Joe Simon and all these guys working at Marvel well, Comics. Well, even in First Avenger, wasn't he in the war before yes. America was involved? Yes, like covertly, mm-hmm. sort yeah, of yeah, secretly, because yeah. that's the whole point of that character is that he's not... Um, not involved. He's actually making a choice, and mm-hmm. he's standing up against tyranny. So, world, so Pearl Harbor happens, and then the United States gets involved. So, I was thinking maybe this movie is a little analogy of that of mm-hmm. of, of Humphrey Bogart representing the United States and, and being able to come in and clean it up, so to speak. Um, but he just is reluctant. And maybe he shouldn't be. And then that's what the movie was kind of saying. Because it comes out in 44. Then a year later, the war ends on Mm -hmm. on VE Day uh, in 45. Um, So, yeah. So So many, like, letters than days. Uh, Yeah. Does that excuse Mm -hmm. the way that maybe this characterization is portrayed? Maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe. I think it's apt. I think Mm -hmm. I like that that interpretation for the character. But still, to me, it. Again, this is 2019 lens mm-hmm. to give Stewart. it the benefit of the doubt. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, Garrett, Gary Stewart, Garrett Stewart. Yeah, Garrett Stewart. <laughs> I like Garrett that better. Stewart. Garrett Stewart. He's a real Garrett He's a real Stewart. Garrett Stewart. Stewart. We got it. Um, well, but with you know, that lens, like, so, yeah. so with that lens now, he still doesn't. I mean, he doesn't change. He yeah. gets changed, yeah. but you don't see an internal change in him. No. And you don't mm-hmm. see him actually start to give a crap to the cause that he's now kind of been forced to join. Just like the United States of America. Am I right? I'm, but Am no. I right, though? No. Which Am might I, be on no. Howard Hawks. No. I think Americans really took on, like, you know. They did. They definitely did. It's just, it is, um, And like know. America as a country, like. Yeah really threw in on the war effort. Yeah, they did. They really did. Yeah, they got um, really gung-ho about, yeah, like... Exactly. But, you know, no. still didn't fix fighting the problems after the war of was course. over. Of but course. what's very interesting about the location... Let's get into that. Talking, let's get... <laughs> okay, U.S. history from 1945 to now. Let's talk about okay. it. Um, <laughs> this becomes in. a history podcast. The demilitarization of Japan. No, mm-hmm. here's, here's what it... Here's what we, I do want to mention. I looked up a little bit of this film, Wikipedia, that uh, the original I'm novel... The source. The, the, mm-hmm. It's always go to wiki. The novel takes place in Cuba, but the film oh. was changed because at that time it would have gone against a sort of policy that the United States had with Cuba, like a good neighbor policy to not show Cuba in a, neg- in a, oh, dis- in a negative whoa. disparaging way, which is fascinating, wow. which is fascinating. So now that we're talking about all this, it's kind of makes, <laughs> makes me want to, to have somebody do a remake of this, yeah. set like it Cuba. in Cuba, be more authentic. Like that's very, very interesting. I haven't read um, the Hemingway novel, but maybe be more authentic to that or change the novel or lean into mm-hmm. if Humphrey Bogart's character, um, uh, what's his last name? I forget what it is. It's Morgan. Morgan. Captain, Captain Morgan. Morgan. If Captain, Captain Morgan, Morgan. If Captain <laughs> Morgan does represent the United States, I want he, more of that. His best yeah, friend Eddie is a rummy. Yeah. Oh, he's a rummy. Is No, wait. We need to know. Yeah. Is this movie where Captain Morgan <laughs> Rum got his name and star? Oh, man. Because okay. like, that's, that's a lot of connections. Or is Captain Morgan an actual old famous pirate? What's Captain Morgan? I'm going to look it up right now. I'm going to look up the history of Captain... I don't Captain, know enough about okay. pirates. Captain Morgan is a brand of rum. Is it? It's not Puerto Rican, right? I know Bacardi is Puerto by Rican. By British alcohol conglomerate oh. D.I.J.O. Oh, okay. D.I.J.O. Okay. It is named after the 17th century Welsh privateer of the Caribbean, oh. Sir Henry Morgan, who died on August 25th, 1688. Since 2017, the label has used the slogan, live like the captain. And of course, he puts his little foot up on a on a barrel of rum. So no, I thought it was, um, uh, all right, well, maybe well, this Bogart That's so wild that it's it so, that's such a weird... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe it was just a Also, they called him Steve and Harry, and we didn't yeah. know Why? which was his real name. <laughs> Help. Let me, Why let me, did he have two I'm names? Guessing, yes. I'm guessing his actual name was Steve, and Eddie was just that drunk all the time that he <laughs> called him Harry. Let's look Thanks, it up. Harry. Thanks for the drink, Harry. Aww. Humphrey Bogart as Harry, quote, middle name, nickname Steve Morgan. Maybe Eddie just really and knows, has known him for a long time then. Harry he was a good man before Steve. he was a drunk. That's so weird. Hmm. I bet they were in some shit together. Um, Harry and Henry are a little similar because you said the captain, the actual original Captain Morgan was Henry, right? Sir Henry Morgan. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, now, now I'm looking it up here, and, and it says that Harry. Wait, short, don't people sometimes Harold Harry? 
Yeah. I don't know. Harrington? Harry? Uh, Lauren McCall was Marie Harry. Slim Browning. I'm a what? <laughs> at the time of casting, Bacall was an 18-year-old model. She was 18. Whoa, at the time of casting. What? She appeared on the cover of Harper's Bazaar and was noticed She's by- She's supposed to be 22 in the movie. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she was noticed by Hawk's uh, um, wife- Hawk, of course, is uh, uh, Howard Howard Hawks, director. the director. Mm-hmm. So he, she was noticed by Howard also Hawks' Hollywood wife, Nancy Slim Keith, who showed the uh, cover photo slim. to her husband. Slim. Mm-hmm. Hawks sought Bacall out in April 1943 and signed her for the role, her first movie appearance. In the movie, Harry calls her by the nickname Slim, and she calls him Steve, the nicknames used between um, Nancy and... And Howard mm. Hawks, husband and wife, Hence in the real Steve. life. Okay, Hence that's the Steve. Adorable. Steve is just a nickname. Yeah, that, that is adorable. So his name is Harry, but it's just a nickname. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. adorable. Really cute. I like the name. The nickname Slim. Yeah. And then, and, Actually, I'm then, calling you Slim from now but on. But then she made a comment where she's like, "I'm too skinny to like that, so don't call me that." And I was and like, "And then for the lady, rest of the movie, they call her that." I know. But then I was like, "But lady, but don't like you're not. You're fine. It's fine. Like it's that <laughs> thing that happens in movies, which I feel like is." Is it, like this happens in movies more often than the other thing, which is uh, characters who uh, pretend as though the world is um, um, like mean towards thin people. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Happens more than the other thing where people right. are honest and they go, "No, the world's mean towards like thick people, overweight mm-hmm. people." It's always the skinny, thick good-looking people that are like, "Hey, come on, I'm too skinny for you mm-hmm. to call me." It's like, "Shut up, you're fine. You're f- everybody's gorgeous in this movie, <laughs> except for Humphrey Bogart." You know what Lauren Bacall, shut up. Yeah, Lauren Bacall. <laughs> you know what, lady? Calling you out. So those, so Elisa, those are your. Humphrey, you are canceled. <laughs> yeah, you canceled. You're both canceled. <laughs> Done. Dumb old movie. <laughs> those, <laughs> those are your overall thoughts, Keller. Yeah. What were your your overall thoughts on the film? I like this movie. Mm-hmm. I never need to see this movie again. Same. This movie had some problems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it I feel like it was conflicted in the way that it wanted to deal with its own problems either. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um Humphrey Bogart's great. Lauren Bacall's great. Yeah. Uh I mean the whole cast Eddie's is good. great. Yeah. Eddie's great. Where that voice came from. Oh geez. Oh. Oh, just get a little bit hairy. You didn't have to be so mean just just enough to fill a hen jig. Oh, I'd never do that to you. I'd treat you specific s- amount. I'd treat you square. Me, Harry? You're not treating me square. <laughs> Why'd you hit me? I don't me? know what oh, they man. wanted to know. I hit you so you What's know I was being serious. We'll see him again later in a John Ford movie. I probably. Bet. Probably. He's great. But um, okay, same. I agree with what both of you guys said. Brilliant. Uh, you're both brilliant. The movie's fine. I don't never need to see We're it again. We're brilliant, but the movie is mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're saying? Okay. I don't never not saying. ever need to see it again. To but have and have not in, ever to need to see it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I get why it was a... Um, Huge hit! It was mm-hmm. it was a piece of Hollywood history. Um, uh, I could see the influence of it on other film noiry things. I just think there's, that there's some iconic moments in iconic it. moments. I think that there's better overall examples of movies that are kind of this genre, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. Casablanca. I mean, when the movie came mm-hmm. out, people said this is a ripoff of Casablanca. Mm-hmm. They said that, and it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I could see that. And I think Casablanca is going to be maybe the more long lasting, but only classic mm-hmm. Humphrey Bogart in like a, another country. Oh, sure, that's wearing true. cool, having to help people maybe talking like this. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, you know that kind of thing. Hey, the yeah, guy with the, the dame all the time, mm-hmm. and calling mm-hmm. the dame a dame like a all dame. the time. You got slim dame. Mm-hmm. Slim day. <laughs> Another beautiful lady in a cool hat <laughs> happens all the time. So um, that's how we feel about this movie. So now we get to the point. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. So long. No, now we get to the part in the podcast where we're going to ask our guest, Aliza, what movie would you pick to exist? Oh, also, by the way, just about to have and have not. Two mm-hmm. questions. Does it deserve to be on this list as of 2008? Would it make mm. the list today? Mm. Uh, it would probably still make the list today. You think? I think that a bunch of people... I bet there are people who for real love this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Watch I it don't every know. Sunday like, afternoon. There are people who are hardcore Howard Hawks fans, Humphrey mm-hmm. Bogart, mm-hmm. Lauren Bacall. I bet this okay. might still make it just because it is mm-hmm. a classic. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe it does belong in the 500. I think it would get replaced maybe with it probably the Lego replaced. movie. Shut up. That's yeah. rude. Yeah. That's real. That's I think a spicy would, take. I think it would, I think that's it would a, get replaced. Did you just you just slapped a have and have not with its own wallet? Yeah. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Boom. Dunked on Humphrey Bogart again. Uh, oh my! Watch God. the movie just so this you get movie, these references. Yeah. This movie has no ass. <laughs> oh, you know what? That's what I'm saying. This yep. movie has no ass. Yes. Mm-hmm. If this movie had a bit more ass, mm-hmm. it'd be better. Mm-hmm. If they had just had one 
one follow through on the stung by a dead bee thing, which I guess they did, to be fair. Yeah. From the beginning, they're, yeah, that's the dead bee was that first guy. Oh, that guy. one guy who's like, owed him money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They go that, fishing. I think that was the dead bee. Mm-hmm. The yeah. fishing, I thought it was pretty good effects for a fishing trip back mm-hmm. then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that made me so angry, though. Like, that, guy that was so backwards. unnecessary. That whole gunfight was so unnecessary. Humphrey mm. Bogart overstepped. He did not he need to, to do that. wanted to shoot out the light. I know, but like oh, yeah. they don't know that. That's <laughs> They're true. just going to shoot true. back. True. They have a bigger gun. Well, the other guy <laughs> moved his arm before he could shoot out the light, which true. made him, sh- he missed. Mm-hmm. Then they saw them. Then they shot the guy. It was a hot mess. I think, I think it was get, a hot uh, mess. I think it get replaced with Mad Max Fury Road. That's what I think. Okay. I I think okay. uh, because the those two I, I feel like there were two lines, two famous lines. Yeah. The whistle one. The whistle one and what was the other one? I don't even know about the line. The oh, shoulder crap. shimmy is a famous thing. Shoulder right? shimmy. Great. I think it should say and just because of that. I think okay. it it um that shoulder today? shimmy should get yeah. it on the list yeah. because okay. of that. Okay. Well, I I think that the line definitely though. Because that that mm-hmm. is such an iconic you put your lips and her together. performance and their on and screen. Just Humphrey Bogart yeah. and uh call. But call yes, yes, exactly, and that changed Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that. I think it would stay. It would stay and should stay for that. Okay, um, Lisa, what but movie? It, but it'll just keep going further and further and further down. Do you, still think, further further Do you <laughs> still think we're brilliant? Now that we proved you wrong. Yeah, I think you're both brilliant. Since we disagreed okay, with you. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, no, hey. we didn't disagree. We said no. it wrong. No, I disagreed. Straight up disagreed. <laughs> I don't I think, think Lego Movie would replace this. I think yeah, it would. Fuck off. I think it's like a movie. I think Lego like Movie would get replaced with Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Well, yes, I would, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm just listing all the best movies of the past. Once, once again. Exactly. Once again, apologies to the Bogart estate. Apologies to the Bogart estate. You know what? Come at me. Get an ass, Bogart. Get an ass. Humphrey Alicia. Ass Bogart would be a great drag king name, by the way. <laughs> Humphrey Ass Bogart. Humphrey yeah. Ass Bogart. Bogass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bogass. Mm-hmm. To have and have ass. <laughs> That's okay. the porn version. What movie? Okay. That to is ass porn and version. ass not. Yeah, to ass and ass not. <laughs> uh, would you? What movie would you pick to exist on a list of the 500 greatest movies of all time? Any we're pretty movie ever. We're, we're pretty familiar. We'll make sure that it's not doubling up on something that somebody else mm-hmm. has picked but uh i mean sky's the limit you can even pick the movie we watched today Mm-mm. and it's up totally up i'm to not you. gonna okay. do that okay i will say i so i you guys asked what my top five is yeah and i was able to answer which is a surprise because i never am able to answer that question mm-hmm. but i actually am not going to say one of those movies because i realized as we were talking about cuba and and talking about how this takes place in martinique and we barely mm-hmm. see the people who mm-hmm. are of that place i think guava island should be on the list. Ooh, the Island? new Donald yes. Glover Rihanna movie? For all these reasons. Whoa. Yeah. Because is it, good? it is good. It blew my mind. It's all it's like just almost verging into a dystopia. It's a folktale. It t- it's, it's shot it's on a, Cuba. It's a music videos kind it's of like it's a like a musical. Yeah. It's a musical, it's I would say. It's a musical, say. yeah. I wish you know, oh, here, if anyone is listening and has has like an ear with Donald Glover, please tell him and his brother to expand it into oh, a no, full Donald feature. Glover. Donald Glover listens to this podcast. <laughs> okay, good. Donald Donnie, Donnie Boy. Yeah, that's what we call him because he's Donnie such a Gloves? Fan. What, Donnie Gloves. Donnie Gloves. We call him D Gloves. We call D-Gloves. him Donnie Gloves. Uh, can you please expand this into a feature? You don't like the Glovester. Like a full, I call him you know, the hour and a half. Sometimes the Glovester. Um, the Glovester. So full feature. But yeah, feature. Guava Island. It's a, it's a, like fifty-five minutes, so mm-hmm. it's just under. It's like a short film, but just under feature length, mm-hmm. and it we'll takes place. It. We'll allow it. <laughs> it takes place uh, in a fictional island nation that has been. Um, developed through mm. with factories and a natural resource, which is this like silk mm. uh, that a, a, a silkworm native mm. to the island creates. And, and you said it was shot in Cuba. Shot entirely so in Cuba. represents that yep. region in Afro, Cuba. Just completely Afro-Caribbean Latin vibes. Mm-hmm. They did an excellent job of making Cuba look like, or making uh, Cuba look like this this dystopian folktale world, but also just showing like, apparently like when they cast the extras, mm-hmm. they made a point to like, exclusively cast um like brown skinned black skin, black skin cubans mm, like afro cuban mm-hmm, people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh afro cuban looking people i should say as because to, like, a lot lighter, of people have exactly as opposed skin, to lighter skin. latin or spanish exactly cubans, right, right, right. yeah cool. so and i appreciated that 
you know, um, and I craved that. I didn't realize until I watched mm. it how much I was craving something that showed Afro, like black skin and African Latin culture, which is my background. Yep, yep. And then also, I love dystopia. We haven't talked about this. You know, y'all know I love space and sci-fi, but I'm True. obsessed with dystopia too. Wow. And so this, What's in I, your favorite dystopian oh, stuff? Oh my god! Oh my god! Mm-hmm. 1984. Is like hands down my too, favorite. Too spooky. Okay. Too spooky. It's, it's so spooky. Too scary. It's I won't so talk good. to my. I will not talk to my older brothers anymore. Yeah. Why? Big brothers. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> won't do it. And they were <laughs> they were born in 1984. Killed me yeah. with that. <laughs> what? Why did I not see that coming? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. surprised by that. I won't talk to them. <laughs> oh my god. No. Why? No. <laughs> They're my big brother. I don't. I don't. I thought you were gonna I'm say not, they like I'm put a rat around. cage on your head. That too. Yeah. Big brothers are gonna do what big brothers are gonna do. Oh my god. Yeah, exactly. All right, so that one. Uh, uh, do you like um, like the Hunger Games and 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 the mm-hmm. the Maze Runner and the Giver? Those kinds of yeah. like YA dystopian. I do. Stuff? I I love those too. But um, my dystopia vibes go go deeper and darker than yeah, those yeah, yeah. a or lot adult. of the time. Yeah. yeah. The, and yeah. Guava Island is like I say, it's just, I, I don't think they themselves call it dystopian. They call mm-hmm. it a folktale. Mm-hmm. But I I would say it's a dystopian folktale, and it's but it also strangely. It shows uh, this industrialized nation that overcomes... Like a dystopian ba- utopia almost? Yeah, basically. Cool. Everyone is working. Everyone has a job. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a place. And then even him, his main character as an artist, as a musician, he's employed by the companies and he has a p- job and a place, you know, like, so that's kind of utopian. Yeah. But then the rest of it is that, that, you know, the sacrifice, you sacrifice a lot of the culture and the family time right. by having this company that has taken over the whole island mm-hmm. and industrialized it. So, so it is definitely dystopian, but it also has, but, but I guess that's how a lot of like Brave New World, you know, you know, it's, yeah. it's very dystopian, but mm-hmm. then there's also things about it that we might consider utopian in some weird way. That's an awesome pick, and I'll be honest, I had not... Like, communism is a utopia. If in it's theory. N- in theory. Well, in, a utopia is literally, it's a theory, you know, there's yeah. no actual yeah, exactly. utopia, yeah. so mm-hmm. yeah. That's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Not even Disneyland, not yet. No, nope. not not no. while you have to pay how much for a turkey uh, egg? Exactly. Tell me I don't think so. That ain't no utopia. Exactly. Listen, um, I I remember when Guava Island came out. You know what? Out. Let's go Disneyland. Let's How do, do you it. feel about it, Hector? Uh, I love it. Too expensive, but too expensive. Okay, I have an annual pass, it. so I have. To, but <gasps> I, I have to too. wait. I have to wait until September. Is oh, it? You do until the, right, the, blackout the, the blackout dates. Oh, you got yeah. the blackout dates. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, I didn't get the fancy stupid. one. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got the. Fancy do you have I the shouldn't... one where you have to make a reservation? No. Okay, cool. But it's just like it's like it's like lower tier of the however many tiers. Yeah, that's a great pass. It's worth it. Is I've enjoyed it. Do you have parking? I don't think so. So you just got to buddy up with somebody who's got parking. Done. Oh, I didn't that's even it. realize Ride that's with a them. thing. Ride with them. Yeah. 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 That's all. Okay. Yeah. This I got parking. Great. But I'm glad you mentioned Guava Let's Island because I, okay. I remember when it came out and I was watching a part of it over at Hyper RPG. They threw it on and I was like mesmerized by it. And then we like had stuff to do. So we're like, okay, okay, okay. But they mm-hmm. watched the whole thing. And then, like a little bit after it came out, people were talking about it, and then not enough until mm-hmm. to, like it's an it's a, an amazing piece of filmmaking that I don't think enough people are talking about it in a filmmaking context. They're, yeah, they, you know, they talk about it as like music video. They talk about it as a, in a music. Uh, I barely heard. Just, yeah, it was called yeah, a music video a lot. Much about yeah. it. Yeah. I was conf- I was not confused by that, but I was just like, it was weird that they led with that. Yeah, my dystopian brain mm-hmm. wants it to be an hour and a half, and then mm. just play up the dark dystopianness of it cool. and uh, also i want it to be a stage musical ooh. so i want more music i Love want it island. to be like so there was a play i didn't get to see it oh sad um but 1984 the, the british yeah there was a british mm. production of that that came out to la a few to several years ago i heard it was very excellent and maybe it could be like a musical dystopian afro latin caribbean folktale version of that I would love uh, to see that. Is it I would like computer? to produce Janelle it Monet's, and direct it. <laughs> what? Janelle Monet's. Yeah, Dirty Computer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Have you yep. seen that? No. That's pretty crazy. That also too. got called, it but won... it was more of like an album music mm-hmm. concept. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's another one that's like. Yes, it also give got me a the... little bit thrown under, but then it won mm-hmm. a Hugo Award or something. Cool. Mm-hmm. It won a huge sci fi award. Yeah. Ooh. Which is awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I love Afro Dystopia. So which just. Which is a ma- name I just made up. Just to <laughs> give uh, our Afro Dystopia. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm sure that that's. Been said by somebody. Mm-hmm. Oh, it has to be a thing. Definitely Afrostopia. Afrostopia. <laughs> Afrostopia. Yeah, I love how Black Panther has brought into the forefront 
Afrofuturism. Mm-hmm. I love that the people that I, you know, I don't know if they would have ever been aware of that, like, genre and that whole, like, you know, world and, ev- and everything would be aware of it outside of... Because nobody ever thinks about the future other places. Exactly. Right. It's always very American-centric. What would the future be like here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's all it ever is. Yeah. Um, what was I about to say? Um Something just to good. just to kind of yeah, something very good. Get get a load of this. Hold on to your non butts, Bogart. Just oh, to shit. provide Fucking some burn. context. Burn. Every second I have an opportunity to dunk on Humphrey Bogart, I will. I'll dunk on him. Do he it. had jowls. I'll oh dunk on him. Boom. He did it a little bit, but sexy, still sexy, super mm-hmm. sexy. Smoked Couldn't too do much. About it. Too much. Too much smoking. A lot. They all smoked too mm-hmm. much. Probably st- he probably had a stank mouth. Yeah, they all probably did. Lauren and that McCall poor eighteen-year-old Lauren Bacall is going to make out with that guy. Yeah, but she was Ugh. smoking too. I know. Stank mouth. Stank ass. No ass. <laughs> Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> <laughs> Can You're you stank ass? Speak, no ass. Speaking Humphrey of, Bogart. I want. Uh, I now want. Like, wait, what is it? Is it Family Guy? Mm-hmm. What? Um, it's no. Family Guy. Is it? I don't no, know it might be Rick about. and Morty. What's the one that has uh, the Abe Lincoln? That's like <laughs> Terminator, basically. There's that some animated. Like Rick and Morty. That sounds like Rick and Morty, right? I think it's Rick and Morty. You, I'm imagining a Humphrey Bogart like thing, robot <laughs> or like zombie, zombie Yeah, <laughs> that, that's like, your nemesis. Hey, I got an ass. I got an ass for you right here. <laughs> <laughs> and then he has ass. missiles that fire out of his flat ass. <laughs> Get down! It's Humphrey Bot Gart. Humphrey Bot Gart. I got, I got Humph- nothing. There was Humphrey a Bobot. zombie name in there. Yeah, the bar I, was named the zombie very, or something. Yeah. Mm. In that That's movie. a good bar name. Elisa, can you Zombies let everybody something. know what your top five movies are that you kind of rattled off right before we mm-hmm. started recording? You okay. had... The Matrix. Yes. Beauty and the Beast animated. Yes. Hell yeah. My Fair Lady mm-hmm. from the 60s. I don't think mm-hmm. there's been any other version that I know. I, I don't think so. No. Um, that was three. What was number four? Pygmalion. Right, right. Um, was that four? Oh, number five is Black Panther. Yeah. Number f- but, well, what was number four? Oh, did we do number four? What's well, number four? I think number four. Well, Black Panther's one of them. Contact? That was five. Contact. Was it Contact? Contact was number five, yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, that's them. Hell of a top five. There you go. Thanks. And yeah. we also popped in, just real quick, we watched, because uh, as soon as you listed that off, um, Keller was like, well, then we have to show Elisa Black Panther in 3D, and we watched a little bit of it. <laughs> the scene where they arrive at Wakanda, and it's pretty Squee! awesome. Really good 3D in that one. Yes. Really good in that sequence. I never would have known mm-hmm. that that... Of obviously that 2D shot I've been watching all this time mm-hmm. of them going through the the mm-hmm. veil. It's so many layers. Yes. Like they pulled out all the yes. layers of that. That was super cool. Of the of the hologram forest mm-hmm. oh, yeah. that they fly into. Yeah. It, it is, it's it, like it's not just one right. puncture. It's like and it's not even like how do I describe? It's not like jello. It's not like mm-hmm. digital jello where it's mm-hmm. like bloop. It's just like yeah, pierce it's, it's, it, you know? It's like a hologram. It's it's layers technology. of hologram. Yeah. That mm-hmm. was super cool to see. Yeah. Thank you for that. Anytime. Anytime you get a hankering, text me, call me up, be like, I want to watch Black Panther in 3D. Just we'll that set one it scene. up. That's it. Just yeah, just that one scene. We'll do the whole <laughs> or rest no, of the, the movie whole thing too. too. The whole movie. Yay. The whole thing. The whole thing too. But um yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Aliza, thank you so much for coming over and watching yes, this movie and so talking much. movies. Keller, what movie are we talking about next week and who are we watching it with? Next week, we are looking on the list to find out what movie it is. Number 423, Kill Bill, Volume 2. Ooh. Yes. Chandler. Brianne Chandler is going to be our guest. Now, here's the other dumb rule that Keller and I have on our podcast. Keller. We're gonna have to watch. Kill I already Bill. watched Kill Bill Volume One this year, so I don't so gotta do shit. I My need brother. to rewatch it. So our rule is: that if we ever get to a sequel, not a remake, but a sequel, and we haven't yet covered the first part or parts, Keller and I have to watch it. So then, when we good. get to that one, that's a good. We at least have the context. Now we're not going to ask that of our guest or our listeners. You don't have to do it either. But Kill Bill Volume Two is currently streaming on something called Tubo. No, Fubo. Fubo. Which I said was fake. Fubo TV. I don't know what that is, but if you're a subscriber to Fubo TV, Kill Bill Volume 2 is on there. I don't know where Kill Bill, Kill Bill Volume 1 is. Let me see if I can find it. I have it on Blu-ray if you guys need it. Okay, great. Okay, send Kill it Bill. out to everyone. Okay, yeah. guess what? Kill Bill Volume 1 is also on Fubo TV. What is Fubo? I have no idea, but it's also rentable on Redbox. Oh, Redbox has a digital thing? Not surprised. Not surprised. Mm. For two bucks, and then it's rentable on like, I believe Amazon Blockbuster tried that too. Yeah, oh. Before yeah. I went. Funny, funny story about that. You know that Blockbuster had an option to buy Netflix, right? Right? Idiots. Mm-hmm. Wow. They passed on it because they were like, no, we're fine. <gasps> Stupid idiots. Oh, and then when Netflix, dumb when Netflix uh, at the but time. But also, isn't Netflix like 
14 trillion dollars in debt. Yeah, uh, well, it is yes, but it also like, like changed entertainment. But Blockbuster mm-hmm. Video um this also was, changed this was, entertainment. Did. Mm, yes, but this mm-hmm. is but this is also when Netflix before they had any original programming. This was Netflix and all they were were movies through the mail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and Blockbuster had an option to buy them then and they didn't. And then instead, once Netflix really started to take off and people were like, "Well, I'm just going to do that. I'm just stay home and send movies, rent movies through the mail that way. I don't need to go to a store." Blockbuster came up with their own thing called like Blockbuster what was it? Blockbuster, I don't want to say all access cuz that's CBS. I forget even what it was called, but Blockbuster had a thing where they mm-hmm. would send you movies through the mail. Then you could go to a Blockbuster to return it and, and exchange it for a movie in store mm-hmm. as and they sent you another one. Showed up. And then Redbox and then was like, Blockbuster got its own Redbox box. Mm-hmm. Did and it? It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah. We're not good yeah. at either of these. Yeah. Things. <laughs> and then it died. Yeah, and then it so died. here's the thing if Blockbuster had bought Netflix back yeah. then, we wouldn't have. The streaming. Netflix and the content that we do now. No. Like, I just feel like it wouldn't have gone in this three. direction. We would right. not have had Stranger Things season three, which Probably. I'm halfway through. They would have censored everything. We wouldn't get. Yeah. Because apparently mm-hmm. they just censored a bunch of movies. Oh, well, they no, did? Blockbuster? No, Blockbuster famously was like, we're not going to carry pornography. And a oh. bunch of people were like, hey, don't censor apparently art. they were like censoring rated R movies secretly or something. Really? Not that I know of. Maybe huh. they didn't carry NC-17. Hector, I know that you were the one doing the censoring <laughs> while you worked yeah. there. It's like inappropriate. Inappropriate. I'm going to take out all the boobies. I'm going to take out boobies. all the oh. curse words and it's just all the Hector going, whoa! Yeah. <laughs> Over yeah. all the curse words. Uh-uh. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. We know better. Wait, we know better than that. Should we be watching this? Should you be watching this? Rent. Rent the line before time. That's all. The, the land before time. Rent the land before time. That's all it was. It's me. Whenever there's cussing. Hey, rent the land before time. Um, you would have had a, a field day with this movie mm-hmm. to have and have not. No, no, nothing. I would have edited except for huge chunks of the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, and that song. Yeah, that exactly. song. Oh, we didn't talk about the song. It mm. was just, uh, just. It was incredibly outdatedly racist. Mm-hmm. But again, even for a movie from 1944 that was in Martinique but starred no black people, mm-hmm. I was expecting it to be worse. Ugh, isn't that sad? Too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, sadly, yeah. <laughs> it's just well the absence. It was the absence yes. that was so glaring. Yes, yeah. But then, yeah, you're right. It could have been worse. It sadly, been way worse. But you know, okay. Sorry, quick thing. Yeah. Um, do you guys know about the the policy they had with the South and movies and no. music scenes? No. Okay. So in this country, back uh-huh. in that time, like mm-hmm. 40s and before, mm-hmm. and probably after, for mm-hmm. sure, um, they would have alternate versions of movies like this no. where, say, there was a black performer. Like, let's say, like in Casablanca, actually. Yeah. There's the scene where, um, is it? Ernie, Eddie, the musician, he has mm-hmm. a lot of scenes with him. And then he yeah. like performs and played against just, Sam. Yeah. Played against Sam. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ern- played again, Ernie. Mm-hmm. That's Eddie. the line. Oh, That's okay. The I'll play, I'll play it again. The line. Just, give me a, just give me an oh, egg full. Could you educate mm-hmm. a little egg full of it? A little a a hen's egg. Hen's egg. egg. <laughs> just we're quoting Eddie from Enough to have it. Eddie. Eddie. Played yeah. again, Eddie. But, but um, Sam, yes. Yes, to Sam. So, so those music scenes where the black performer was singing and performing their song, or the song from the movie, they would have, uh, ju- they would just have versions of the movie where they would just cut that out entirely, oh so they god. could play it in the White South. Oh my god! And they, this was like a, just a general policy that they did all the time. So I so wonder movie if this movie studios did it. Yeah, or in, or I, get, I don't know who exactly, but yeah, but somewhere along that line of distributing. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's so, crazy. Yeah, it's kind of me- it's very of messed up. Racist assholes like wrecked movie theaters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's and you know what it reminds me of today uh nerd culture deals with that same bullshit when there are uh misogynistic, racist, insecure men who will edit versions of Avengers Infinity War. Have you seen that? Yeah. Have you seen Ugh, that? I heard like, about it, yeah. Like, well, we're going to cut out all the Captain Marvel. We're going to mm-hmm. cut out all the parts in Wakanda where the Wakandans are cool. Like wow. we're going to we're like we're going to cut out uh Shuri. Uh we'll leave some Black Panther, but mm, we'll cut out a bunch of his lines mm. because are there like versions where they cut out Finn of Star Wars. Probably. Wow. Probably. Yeah. And they yikes. throw it up on the internet and yeah. and it's They get a big yikes get, just for their whole existence. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They do. Man, they do. imagine um, if your whole life was a yikes. Yeah. <laughs> your whole life, buddy. Your whole life a fucking yikes. Your whole life. <laughs> That's so sad. Imagine what their life is that they have enough time to do that mm-hmm. that that is what they're like that's what I'm going to devote my uh, next couple hours to I'm gonna, definitely going to do this like your yikes. life is yikes. a it's yikes. just yikes. Yikes. Yeah, it's like yikes that's all that can be said for, you, for them 
I hope they lose their house. Yikes. You dumb buster. Whatever their living situation is, I hope that it goes away. I hope yeah. they, I hope Dang. they, I hope that they, and everything inside you know of it yeah. and all of their possessions. You know what? I, I hope and their somehow source of food and water. with, <laughs> I hope somehow with the least possible collateral damage to mm-hmm. people around them, mm-hmm. I hope they figure their shit out mm-hmm. and actually like give back in some way. That's much nicer. Yeah. I'm I hopeful. Hope, I hope that a, like a stray missile blows up their house. <laughs> Are they in it? I don't know. They I happen hope, to be taking. I don't know. They happen they... to be getting inside of their lead-lined refrigerator <laughs> at the same time. They're, yeah, they—they're bunker people for sure. Yeah, exactly. They'll, they'll yeah. be in their bunker, but yeah, all of their. I hope that their you know Mac uh, ninety-five is just blown apart or mm-hmm. whatever they have. Mm-hmm. They probably yeah. have a nicer computer than that. Yeah, but whatever they're destroyed. getting on Infowars on, I mm-hmm. hope it gets well, destroyed. Mm-hmm. I hope someday they their suffer. Fox News cable box. Mm-hmm. I hope they suffer. Uh, something that they will not and cannot blame on other people, like minorities and women. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And learn you know what, from let's, it. Let's be real. They'll blame. They'll blame somebody for whatever yeah, it was that yeah. happens. It could mm-hmm. be um, a fellow white person walking up to them and being like, "You're the worst," and they'll go. Oh, you're such a, you're such yeah. a, in, what are the words they say? A cuck or an incel or some yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, look yeah. at you. You're just an SJW. That's yep. why you're seeing that. Yep. And, yeah. Yeah. And why are they saying that? Because other SJWs. Exactly. That's, they'll blame it on somebody else. They'll you're right. It's yeah. true. I give Social up Social justice warrior. Mm-hmm. How is that a bad title? I mean, I think that's kind of badass. It's, it, it is, but well, it's. You know, it's trying to be sarcastic. I think the yeah, warrior thing sounds succeeding. stupid. Yeah. I don't like that part. I like it. I think social justice is obviously yeah. good, and yeah. we all should be warriors yeah. for that cause. Yeah. But also, unless you have a sword, <laughs> sword, <laughs> a lot of sword, a bow staff, a Keller. spear. A lot of people who care about social justice do have swords. That's what I need. They're warriors. They're warriors. They're warriors. You have to have gone through some sort of training to be a warrior. I'm a social justice warrior because I have have a batleth. Ooh. I I don't even know what that is. It's a Klingon sword. Klingon weapon. What? But it's fake. Does that matter? Doesn't matter. It's made of like cardboard. It would hurt. Yeah, it would. (laughs) It would fucking hurt. I think it would break before it could hurt anyone. Like really hurt. Could you draw blood? Could you get him in the eye real good? It's not sharp at all. Could you get him in the eye real good? Yeah, you could get someone. You could pop him in the eye. Could you paper cut somebody? It's not even sharp enough for that. Somebody was like this. Could you go with Man. a piece of the cardboard? No. And it we'll get you a real brownish. <laughs> a bat brownish. Thank yeah, we'll you. We'll get Kevin. you a real brownish. It's a bat left. A bat left. Bat a bat left. It's it's like a lightsaber, but it's Star Trek. Mm-hmm. So if like Batman, sorry, had I just a, women's. If Batman had a left, <laughs> yeah, it's a bat left. It's bat left. It actually it has it sort of has like a winged structure to it. So the bat thing is not far okay. off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. It's an apt description. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Aliza, thank you so much for joining yes, us today. Thank you so thank much. You. It's been so much fun. One more time, where can people find you on the internet? And uh, what? Uh, uh, tell us about the where they can find Ripley Improv as well. Yeah. Um, I am at Aliza Pearl on the internet, mostly on Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. And you'll see all the, the streaming stuff you said I do, which is also includes Hyper RBG Rat Queens. We forgot yeah, to oh, mention that. We have to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's really fun. She's been crushing it. Weekly yeah, awesome. live action. Mm-hmm. Uh, the official live action TTRPG of the Rat Queens. Comics by Image Comics. Boom. What? Damn. So honored. Boom. I play D. Um, and and then yeah, you can find Ripley Improv at Ripley Improv on Twitter, and then I think it's at Ripley underscore Improv on Insta. But you can find cool. them through mine. Cool. And yeah, improvised film post production. Keep an eye out for that. Oh, hell yeah, it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna make our list. Somebody's gonna. It is. Oh my god! Add it. Somebody's gonna contribute. I it. legit am about to like tear up. <laughs> from You're in that. a movie. That's like amazing, it's Hector. So and, can you like plant any sort of excitement for the project that you're about to do with? Your podcast that you might oh do. well is it too early early it's stages too early but okay. uh, Here, here's what I'll say you need to be following Aliza Pearl yeah because there's, there's some exciting <laughs> things coming there's some exciting things coming exciting exciting yes that might eggs, rhyme eggs. with Rod Flast <laughs> <laughs> with Grace Rod Flast Grace Rod Flast it's gonna be fun letting people try to figure that out mm-hmm. yeah that's a tough that's tough yeah that's a tough all right guys go see Kill Bill Volume Two at least. In the Volume theaters. one, if you're feeling froggy, in the theaters, go <laughs> back go in time. Back in time. Go see it. Just go away from where you're listening to this podcast and see it. Maybe Leave. you're driving. You can't see it in your car. Get out of your house. Go. And go then away come back. from the only place you could mm-hmm. possibly see it. Go to 7-Eleven, yes. get snacks, come mm-hmm. back and see go it. Go get some outside okay. air mm-hmm. and then yeah. come back and do yeah. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. get prepared. Mm-hmm. 
Get prepared. Mm-hmm. Uh, come back next week. Our guest is going to be Brianne Chandler, and we'll see you guys then. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. So long. Suckers. <laughs> <laughs>